0: Welcome to Femaling, the weekly podcast where we dive into the relatable everyday stuff us modern women all experience. I'm your host Nicole Goodman and I'm a certified women's life coach. I believe that now is the most exciting time to be a woman and yet we are more stressed out than ever before. So here at Femaling we unpack all of the complexities that life today offers us and gain insight and hopefully some calm into what can feel like a very conflicting time. In every episode, I'm joined by an incredible guest and together we look at how to find peace and humour and authenticity in all that we manage. They bring their absolute wisdom and honesty in relevant topics and I try to do the very same. So for more information and updates on femaleing, please come and find me over at Instagram, Nicole Goodman underscore LifeCoach. And if you like what you hear, please hit that subscribe button and kindly leave a comment. Today at Femailing, I am joined by public speaker and coach and radio host Dan McGenna, and he gives us his inspiring insight in how to create what you truly want in your life and how to rid yourself of the excuses that stop you. This chat is Amazing. It's so thought-provoking. He gives his absolute best in this, and I suggest you grab a pen and paper, or (laughs) to bring it into modern day, just be ready to write some notes in your phone, because he gives us golden nugget after golden nugget in how to create the life you truly want.
1: Today, I am joined by the absolute Fantabulous! Never used that word in my entire life, but it felt very apt. Uh, Daniel McGenna, and I'm so honoured to have him here because he is—he's become actually a very, um, a very good friend via Instagram is how we met.
2: We're intimate. And
1: We are intimate. We've never actually met in person, have we? No. And you're also the first man I have asked to come on femaleing. So welcome.
2: I must say, I am super duper honoured that my body parts were...
1: <laughs> it was an issue at first, but I got over it. So um, and I,
2: be part of this.
1: And I think my, my listeners will forgive, forgive me and understand why I've asked you on when we get started on the conversation, which, by the way, we've just figured out, like, 20 seconds ago. Exactly. Um, but I knew I wanted you on because it's basically, you're the man responsible for femaleing and i'm not even sure if you're aware of that are you aware of that
2: i'm not aware of that
1: i can't believe i haven't told you this before i'm going to tell you now but, no, um, it was i don't know we were just having a conversation randomly one day over um, zoom over video conference as we do as we do we had a few. and you mentioned something about i don't know i just came off so inspired because you are someone who is always, always stepping into new major things, which is what we're going to talk about today, which is the subject of stepping into something new and how we can do that in the smoothest way possible. Um, and I just came off, I was so inspired by all the things that you had achieved. And you were like, oh, just the podcast is so easy. Like, if you're not going to get invited on one, just do it yourself. And I was like, oh, my God. So that was it. I did after that conversation, it was the uh, the absolute push I needed to to set up this podcast. So I'm Amazing. eternally grateful. Thank you.
2: Well, then I am very super duper happy that I can be a part of more people getting some Nicole in their life because it's needed, as I always say. Oh,
1: thank you. So will you um, give a little intro to yourself?
2: Okay. Well, I don't know if I can up your word, Fantabulous. I use fantabulous. that word. I use that word and you've never used it before, so I may have telepathically transferred it to you. I'm just saying, maybe.
1: I, 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 I honestly I've never used it. see, this is gonna be great already.
2: Amazing. Um, <laughs> um, what do I do? I've got uh I've got the radio show, Method Meets Magic, with my dear friend and energetic baby mama, Jess. I'll explain that about that what that means another time. Uh all right. What's books.
1: your title of what you do? Would you call yourself a coach? Like what do you call yourself? <laughs>
2: This is becoming a bit more interesting because before I was like, I had like set titles. I was like, you know, public speaker, um, public speaker and author or something like that. But I really do, I don't know. I don't know what to call myself now. Fantabulous. Fantabulous. I could just say hashtag Fantabulous. Or I could just, I could do like what those people do on Instagram where they don't say what they do. They just leave it as public figure. Or they just say, like, living life to the fullest, whatever. And then you're supposed to guess it from the Instagram pictures. I don't know. Yeah, but I I get,
1: don't... No, I get annoyed at that. I'm like, because I just want binary. Just give me what you do, otherwise I'm going to lose interest.
2: <laughs> I don't, I, I've got the, so I'm, like, let me see this. It's international radio host.
1: Yeah.
2: Author. Yeah. International radio host, public speaker and author, or motivational speaker and author. Technically speaking, that would be like my titling.
1: Well, that that, that works.
2: Yeah, is it acceptable?
1: And and this is worth more than acceptable. (laughs) And this is why I wanted you on the show, because of the the topic of how do we step into something new. Mm -hmm. Um, You are by far, out of all the people that I have ever met in my life, someone who continually, like... Steps obviously steps into into new stuff, continually grows, continually. You just keep moving the bar up and up and up. And I'm in <laughs> total you. admiration and awe of all that you achieve. I really am.
2: Thank you, love. Well, I think one of the things that really takes the pressure, especially at least when I'm speaking to, because I do do coaching, technically speaking. Okay, coaching? Well, coaching front. right. So let me just explain what happened with the coaching front, and then we'll say we're back. So I didn't want to be a coach at first. I had no intention of being a coach. My, when I had this epiphany to leave my life before and move into this stuff, I wanted my podcast. I was going to write books and do some speaking. That was it. I wasn't going to do any like connecting with humans, like on a one-to-one level. (laughs) And then I actually realized I did a radio uh, interview last November and in the throes of discussion, it came to me the reason why, because I didn't want to (laughs) have relationships with strangers basically. I didn't Hi. want to have strangers. <laughs> Hi. Um, I'm going to tell you something about me. When I'm walking down the street, I don't even like strangers touching my shoulder. Like, I don't like contact with strangers. I don't. This is the thing. It's one of my autistic traits. I just don't like contact with strange humans. And then what strange. I realized, sorry? Yeah.
1: Strange humans
2: or <laughs> strange, strange humans. Strange just... humans.
1: Presumably though, not... the workshops that you do all over America, you come across a lot of strangers.
2: Yeah, but <laughs> I got over it because ah. I got over it. Okay. Okay. So I did my first workshop last July, um, which is when the coaching business really started to build. Because the reason why I started doing the workshops was when I was starting to do speaking, I wanted to do speaking, just like I said to you with the podcast, if nobody invites you, just do it yourself. And so I was like, well, nobody wants to like, invite me to speak anywhere. So I'm just going to create my own platform and do some speaking. <laughs> so start that, doing it. That,
1: will, that will forever inspire me. <laughs>
2: um,
1: it was there's, there's, a, there's a quote about a house. Like if, what is it? If no one's opening the door, build your own house or something like that. Yeah. Um, and I think I got that from you. Just not that specific quote, but just, yeah, just always be creating your own platform.
2: And then people will ask you when people, I mean, if you're putting out, quality and you create a platform for people to connect with that and to be impacted and, and transformed through it. Then when other people see that, then they'll give you the opportunity to do, to do that for their audiences and to connect with their people as well. And so obviously you, you have to, um, there has to be some value that you're giving. There has to be something that people want to connect with, but then if you give them the opportunity to see that, then they can make the choice about whether they, they want to connect with it or not. And, um, doing that and recognizing that I actually loved actually connecting with strange humans <laughs> and witnessing transformation. And then I did the Q Can I
1: just ask like for listeners at home, what do you mean by transformation? Cause I know that's a word that us coaches use, but like, what yeah. do you, how do you see that
2: transformation? for me is being something other than what you are now as a state of being. So whether that's behaviors, whether that's just how you feel whether it's how you show up whether it's what you do it's a shift from where you are now in another direction transformation doesn't necessarily happen in an empowering way we can have disempowering forms of transformation Mm -hmm. some people go quote unquote backwards i don't really like giving that qualitative element of forwards and backwards positive negative good and bad but sometimes we do move in another direction that's not necessarily expansive or or forward moving Um, but yeah it's facilitating that in an empowering way that adds to people and through that adds to to the community or or to humanity as a whole
1: so so what's the big thing in your in your workshops that you teach would you say
2: so if we're talking about my one day workshops so my one day workshops um the day beyond intention workshops around my ideal life blueprint And what the Ideal Life Blueprint does is it gives you a simple formula to create a completely new life if you want. Now, some people don't necessarily want a completely new life. They just want parts of their life changed. But what we empower them to do is to be deliberate in what their entire life looks like, carrying the things that they do want and adding things that weren't necessarily there before and letting go of the things that don't serve them anymore. And that's what we do. In one day. This is the thing, we facilitate the backbone for the change. And then what we generally do is, um, so the three phases of the ideal life blueprint, it makes sense if I explain this. Number one is creating your your ideal life script because generally speaking, I think the numbers are 90% of our life is spent operating on, 95% of our life is spent operating on subconscious programs, 70% of which was given to us, we didn't dictate ourselves. So what we do with phase one of the ideal life blueprint is we say, okay, I've got a blank slate. What do I want my life to look like? And we get as creative and expansive as we want. And we create a picture of what we want our life to actually look like. So we step into the driver's seat of that. Then phase two, we identify all the nonsensical stories, sometimes that we tell ourselves as to why we can't live that life. I'm a man. I'm a woman. I'm tall. I'm short. I live here. I live there. I'm black. I'm white. I'm Muslim. I'm Christian. um, I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to do that. I haven't got enough money, whatever. We identify that. All the excuses. All of the excuses. But the thing is, I call them an illusions list. And the reason why I call them an illusions list is not because they're illusionary really, because so long as they're having an effect of actually holding you back, they're real. But they're illusionary because they don't have to stay if we know what to do to let go of them. And so that's what we do in phase three. We set up a roadmap to let go of the stories so that we can shift effortlessly. The key thing is effortlessly into the script that we put in phase one. And so this is a, this is like a, we basically go through the foundations of my 12 week coaching program in a day. So we do the foundation work so they can go off and get a change. Even if it's one area of their life, that gets shifted. And then we normally give them, um, we give them an, they get an after call with one of my coaches. So we personalize their roadmap. They get some homework and personalize the roadmap. So we give them a 90 day roadmap of what they're going to do to actually set up the daily practices weekly practices and I'm all about minimum deliverables so it's not about having an hour's worth of stuff that you do every day it's always easy easy to execute mm. things that you really can't fail at you really can't there's no excuse because they're just that easy to do <laughs> over the course of 90 days so that you micro shift into your new way of living your new way of being and that's what we do
1: and is that and that's what you guys do I'm hearing that's what your team does so which leads beautifully to my next question. Is that what you personally do? Is this your blueprint to always be stepping into something new? Yes. <sighs>
2: I, I, don't, I don't talk about anything that I don't live. Nothing. I don't talk about anything that I don't live. And that's one of the reasons why when I'm doing any kind of speaking, any kind of teaching, I don't need, a, I don't need notes. I don't need them. Um, what we're doing now is the, the one-day workshop. We're now doing over a four-week group coaching, um, so that I can, um, I am finding that there needed to be a, a middle ground between people that can't get physically to the workshops because physically doing the workshops requires me to be there. Yeah. And there's people, for example, I'll, I'll be doing it in one part of the world and people from another part of the world want to get there. I tried live streaming one before and it was okay, but it wasn't the same as being able to be, be there with me. And so in order to facilitate people being able to do that, I've created the, the four week classes. So it'd be like a couple of hours every, every weekend over four weeks. And it's going to be nice and price sensitive as well. And also some people can't afford the thousands it is to coach with me on my team. Can't get, or they, even if they can get to like a one day workshop, they need a bit more interaction. Yeah. So we've created this middle ground. And this middle ground, um, of the classes, gives them a bit more interaction and allows them to have the space to, to make it a bit more adjusted, not adjusted, a bit more tailored to them as a person. Cause although the backbone of this, I apply one thing that, you know, this as a coach, you can't do cookie cutter coaching. It, it just doesn't work because everybody's different. yeah and so there are parts of this model that I don't necessarily employ fully myself. Cause I do something slightly different, but the backbone of, Number one, get very clear, write it down and design it in its all of its glory or ugliness sometimes. So number one is kind of, what do you want? What do you want? What do you want to change? Yeah. Or what, could, or what would you be with no restrictions, no, mm. no stories, no obligations, no responsibilities? If you could just, nobody was looking at you, what would you write down? Yeah.
1: If no one else was ever going to see it, what is the one thing you want most for yourself? What do you want? Just do
2: it. What There's one question
1: do I always ask before I start working with a client. Uh, mm-hmm. What would you do if you knew you could not fail? And I think in every single first session that I have with anybody, they're like, I was so stuck on that question. Because all of a sudden, your excuses aren't there. So just tell me the one thing that you want. And actually, <laughs> And I know this from personal experience. To claim what you want and say it out loud is one Mm -hmm. of the hardest things to do.
2: I mean, there's a couple of reasons why I think that happens. Go on. I think sometimes we're scared of what we like. We're scared of what we want.
1: I think that's 99.9% of the time. That's true.
2: You know, we've got stories around it. You know, I want to drive a Ferrari because I want people to know that I've got a Ferrari. It's a shadow. But if you own it, then you can make the decision in that ownership to keep it or to let it go. Or you at least don't have the weight of pretending that you don't have it and all of the suppression that that facilitates. Just own it.
1: So interestingly, I think point one of stepping into something new is Mm -hmm. actually claiming what it is you want what you want well, that um, new thing to be. Without
2: letting other people tell you what it should look like.
1: <gasps> oh, I love that. You just made my, my hands go sweaty. That's always one, <laughs> something. When something really touches me. Yes, yes. Say more about that,
2: please. Well, like the numbers say, 70% of the stories that we're running on, we didn't, you know, we didn't decide what they were. And that's why, I mean, for a while um, with the coaching, I was working with uh, people that were like hitting midlife crisis and we, we kind of still technically do to some extent. Um, but what I was finding was people had spent 15, 20 years building this life. Right. I mean, we're talking about when one of one guy I worked with, it was like making half a million dollars a year in like some directorial position in corporate America. He had like holiday home, couple cars, beautiful wife, like kids, whatever.
1: Living the American dream,
2: hey? Living the American dream. Oh, supposedly, yeah. He was on the verge of like throwing it all away, like leaving his job and does he still love his wife? He doesn't know. Does he want to go and he just, because what happened was at some point <laughs> the lies collapse. <laughs> what lies? It, lies? Well the lie that this was his story. It wasn't his story. Oh, yeah. He didn't want any yeah. of this crap. But he'd been putting all his time, all of his energy, all of his efforts into building up, you know, building up this story, building up this dream, this American dream, gets there and realizes, I don't want any of this crap. (laughs) I don't care about that. He just wanted to like, you know, he had some things that he wanted to, he wanted to do and he hadn't done them, he'd suppressed them and he'd realized that. He was miserable, absolutely miserable. And he he just yeah. hit this massive brick wall. And he'd hit this brick wall made up with all, all of these things that everyone taught. He had to have the white picket fence, you know. He had to have wife and two kids, you know. He had to do the holiday in this part of the world every year. And he just, he had a country that he wanted to move to and he didn't want anything to do with any of this other stuff. He just kind of wanted to just, just be a dad and play with his sons on the beach every day and like not have this responsibility. He did, didn't did want any of it. Yeah, And we, we helped him find a middle ground that he could find his way into. He's now got his own business and we're working on the longer term plan of him moving to that country he wants to move to and, and so on and so forth. But it, it, because so much of the story yeah. was someone else's, he was in the midst of about, you know, being ready to throw the baby out with the bathwater. <laughs> I don't want any of it. no. and it's because he was living off somebody else's narrative it wasn't his script
1: well it sounded like he suddenly woke up and said this isn't the life i've chosen
2: this but normally they don't wake up people go into alcoholism they go and have okay. an affair because they want to like you know i need to do something else they go and have you know, midlife crisis shows up in so many crazy different ways some people it goes you know they slip into depression addictions of different kinds. Some people just hit such a hard brick wall, that they even end up taking their own life. It, it can go to really dark extremes. And what we've been finding is, it's just that the pressure, the implosion of being on someone else's script, on someone else's narrative, just, just causes a complete implosion that they just don't know what to do with.
1: I have to say, I, I mean, I live in a a Jewish community and with any ethnic community there's a lot of that that goes on. There's a lot Mm -hmm. of expectation, there's a lot of what people just, what you should be doing or what you shouldn't be doing and I think any Jewish person listening to this would 1000% (laughs) <laughs>
0: agree and,
1: and you can get very caught up in that expectation of well this is what everybody else is doing so this is what i i have to do and mm-hmm. then there's there's those days it's like but i don't want to be doing this <laughs> um but yeah we're still choosing to do that you know we're still choosing to live by the same expectations so breaking free from that and i'm not just saying that comes with ethnic community i think that comes with community and culture culture as a expectations a whole. of yes mm-hmm. yes and I mm-hmm. find that actually, out of all the things that I've had to break free from, or I've no, have wanted to break free from, my cultural expectation I find the absolute hardest.
2: Mm. I think one thing that I've enjoyed playing with with some clients over time, over time he says, like he's been doing this for years, over time, what I've loved to do. How
1: old are you, out of interest? Yes. Well, you're I'll younger than i cover my me.
2: beard, because my beard... You're look-
1: younger than me, and I reckon you're... <laughs> oh, God, this is going to go so I'm covered days. by beard.
2: So you I can't reckon see you're
1: it. 35.
2: Oh, you got it on the nose. I just turned 35. Yeah. I? yeah. I just turned 35 in December.
1: Happy birthday. Thank well, you. Very delayed. <laughs> um, <laughs> 35. Yeah.
2: Okay. No, but it's just I'm allowing people to see that there can be a middle ground and that even in the face of responsibilities that we may have, by the way, expect sirens every five seconds. This is New York, this is what happens. <laughs> and there's probably a completely empty street and nobody in front of them, but they're gonna honk anyway. It's just- it.
1: Thank you for the warning. Just, Very just, urban.
2: Just what, what happens. My nervous system is, in, is shattered. I need to get back to Mexico. Anyway, um, what we find is, is that you can, even in the face of responsibility that's been thrust upon you, or that even that you've taken on, find pockets for yourself so that you can still honor those responsibilities or honor those um, cultural norms without being a slave to them completely. So for example, there's been some clients I've worked with and I've said to them, okay, you, you want to be an Elvis impersonator and that's your, your big dream. You don't have to leave your job and leave your family starving. You can join a band on the weekends. Do you know what I mean? So is it so is this
1: point number two, like make room in your life for the things that you do want?
2: I would say that's B three, when we're creating the roadmap. Three, when we're creating the roadmap. We look for those spaces where we can let go of the stories because they're not actually as big and, and ugly as, as we say they are. You can What's create. two? It's identifying what those stories are.
1: Ah, so number one is what you want, really mm-hmm. claiming what you actually want to create mm-hmm. for yourself. Number mm-hmm. two is uh, figuring out the excuses that are getting in the way of what you want.
2: Yep, but we don't try and fix them in number two. We just bring them into our awareness. So we don't say, Oh, this is this. Now I need to be ashamed of it and change it. No, we just, again, we own it. Ownership is a very big part of what I always talk about is because if you don't own where you are, you can't shift and create an effective roadmap to shift to where you want to be. So yeah, just own it. No matter how ugly it is, no matter how dark it is. Like for example, with me, with the relationship piece, I recognize I've been self harming through adult relationship through a relationship for my entire adult life. And that, A lot of my friendships were based on me having a space to bitch and complain about things that I created in my life. And that was it. They weren't healthy. They were just space for me to validate myself Mm. through complaining. And that was where the emotional connection arose. I own it. I don't necessarily like what I saw, but I own it. And I don't step into shame or guilt or regret about it. It's okay. That's there right now. It's there. Now, I know what I want to be. I've seen what's there. And then part three, I create the roadmap through that to where I want to be.
1: So that's really interesting. And I like what you pointed to there that you didn't create, you didn't go into shame or guilt about the excuses that you'd been putting on what you wanted So, say. You wanted to get yourself into a relationship or the Mm -hmm. relationships that you currently had Mm -hmm. um, and why they weren't working for you. Mm -hmm. You then, found out the reasons that they weren't working for you because you were complaining a lot and living in the negativity. Mm-hmm. And then, because then what we can do is go down the rabbit hole, can't we? Of, oh my God, I can't believe I've been doing that. I'm so mm-hmm. stupid. What is wrong with me? You know, the guilt mm-hmm. and the, absolutely. The guilt. <laughs> I love that. So it's just to own it.
2: Mm-hmm. There's
1: no space for the guilt and shame because it's okay because we all do it. Yeah,
2: we? it happens. And actually, and thank you, yeah. Sorry, what were you going to
1: say? I was going to say thank you for your honesty on that because oh, I think that will help many, many people. That- yeah, I think
2: when people see people like yourself and myself, and this is one of the things I've always loved about you, you're like, well, <laughs> my husband has to wash my hair. I don't know how I feel about that. I was, I was telling my friend about that. I was telling my friend about that. I was showing my friend one of your stories. I said my favourite one so far probably is when she was scared that her husband had to wash her hair because her shoulder um, was injured. I was like, I he
1: wish- did, and he did wash my hair, and he, my kids have recorded it and they watch it on repeat on their iPad. It's hilarious because he basically just soaked me. And my husband, being the most confident person on the whole in the whole universe, <laughs> he thinks everything, and he's just amazing like that. So I was drenched from head to toe and like literally got up, like, you know, I felt like I'd been, I don't know, somehow violated in some way. And he just got, well, your hair's clean. I did well, didn't I? Like, I guess so. <laughs> I guess so. It's high five. He's high yeah, he's amazing how he does that. He doesn't fall into that category of, oh my God, I soaked her and, you know, I feel bad. And he's like, well, I reached the objective. so I <laughs> it. Brilliant.
2: I is the objective and I did it with love.
1: So I so I love this. So we've got number one, find out what you want. Number mm-hmm. two, and I keep repeating it because I think it's really, really powerful. And there's already something coming to light with me, which I'll share with you guys in a minute. So number one, work out what it is you want. Number two, figure out your excuses of what's holding you back. Mm-hmm. But Daniel would have a much more articulate way of putting that. And Sweet. number three, create your roadmap. So that sends yeah. to start creating space in your life for number one what you want Mm
2: -hmm. because so as it i'm all about ease and grace i don't like things being complicated and hard because when they're complicated and hard we get excuses why we're not going to do it we get all this resistance all this ickiness i'll do it tomorrow oh i can't do it yet because etc 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 and one of the things that i i love to to play with people having an experience with is number one, don't try and take it all on one in one go. Just aim every day to have a 1% shift in the direction of where you want to be. One
1: percent. Ah so what you're saying is it doesn't have to be big, grand and amazing. Just move in the right direction.
2: Move in the right direction. And that's the thing, I mean I've done Tony Robbins coaching, you know, I've walked on the hot coals, I've done all that stuff, whatever. And I do understand massive action. High five. Yeah but not everybody can do it. Let's be, you know, and even if they can, they'll be so held back by fear. So held back by excuses. So held back by resistance that they'll spend a lifetime waiting to take that big massive action. Whereas actually, if you just take a micro shift every day and I call a micro shift, a consistent set of baby steps made in the direction of a consciously chosen outcome. So you make a baby step every day. That's it. You make a baby step. Celebrate it, 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 and we always look for the line of least resistance. So that baby step will be what is the part? What is a di- what is one thing I can do today that I've got the least resistance to? Mm-hmm. Even like when I coach, um, I talk about people that have got like because dealing with depressed states or not wanting to get out of bed, imagining yourself being at work or being mm-hmm. at school or whatever. When right now you're just frozen with darkness, it's not gonna work. So you just ask yourself, what can I do right now that there's no resistance to? It might just be that you can open your eyes. All you can do is open your eyes, celebrate yourself for opening your eyes. The next thing you might be able to do is just sit up. And if all you can do is sit up, then sit up. It might be all that you can do is get some oxygen into your system and break free, break into your sympathetic nervous system by taking some deep breaths. And if that's all you can do, do it and celebrate. It might be then all you can do is get your feet out of bed. And it might be that that day, that's all you get done. And if that's all you get done that day, celebrate it because you're not lying down anymore. The next day, you've got a new baseline of being able to get to the edge of the bed. The next day, you might be able to get to the shower. And if that's all you can do that day, celebrate the hell out of getting to the shower that day. The next day, you might be able to get dressed. You may only sit at home and read a book. But in those three or four days, you've achieved more than you would have done just lying in bed the whole time, complaining, sad and depressed that you haven't been able to move at all. You've got a completely new baseline now when you do have that feeling you have your mind doesn't lie to itself the mind now has a recorded recorded evidence of the fact that even when you're in that state no matter how dark it is you can at least get to the shower get some clothes on and even if that's all you do for a few times keep celebrating it and pushing your edge i would say push your edge without pushing your buttons pushing that edge just what you can do as a minimum deliverable something that you know there's no resistance to because you can feel into it and move into it do it, celebrate it, anchor it in. And what we do with creating the ideal life through the ideal life blueprint is we have the clear picture of what we want. We have it. And every day we just say, okay, where's the least resistance? Where can I? How far can I push my edge today without pushing a button? Push. Boom. Celebrate, anchor, new baseline. The next day, okay, where can I go today? Pushing my edge without pushing my buttons. Boom. Because because we're having now a compound effect, because every time we create a new baseline, our baseline as a whole is, 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 is more expanded than when we started. So you're not adding 1% to hundred, you're adding 1% to a compounded hundred percent. And so it doesn't take hundred days to have an hundred percent increase because you've got the compound effect. So in 20, 30 days, maybe you can have that quantum leap because it happens in naturally, but it happens over the course of you making baby steps. Yeah. baby steps, baby steps. And as you keep gathering this evidence of success, on a subconscious level, on a mental level, on an energetic level and on an emotional level, you're expanding as well. And so every day when you make that baby step forward, you're actually creating scope and space for you to have that quantum leap that you want to experience because now 1% is effectively 10 or 20% of where you were when you started because of the compound effect. And so what feels like a minimum deliverable is no longer just turning around and getting out of bed, that minimum deliverable meant to be jumping out of a plane because you've really expanded yeah. who and what you are, but you've done it in a oh. gentle way.
1: God, you're awesome. You should think about public speaking. <laughs> 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 I was
2: wondering. I mean
1: <laughs> I mean, I'm blown away by what you just said. And I just I love the gentleness and the kindness and the self care that's also attached that you attach to it into stepping into something new because I know that the amount of times when I want to step into something new and I feel riddled with fear Mm -hmm. actually what you're saying is you you get to be kind and you get to just move in the direction that you want to move in at your own pace Mm -hmm. and what my one percent is and what your one percent is might be it is not even might be will be completely different and And it's different and that's and that's vital that we accept that in ourselves wow i love it thank you welcome so and is this is this what you would say obviously this is what you would say to people if they want to when they want to make change this is this is the key point isn't it
2: this is the roadmap part three is all about micro shifts and minimum deliverables that's what it's about
1: and self-kindness there's a lot of self-kindness in there isn't
2: if you don't love you,
1: <laughs> yeah. If you well. don't
2: love you, there's no love coming in this way. Then there's no, there's going to be no magnet going out that way for love to come from anyone else. You know, it's an inside job. It has to start here.
1: And you're a big believer in um, in the universe kind of working in your favour, aren't if, you, if you? In that respect.
2: I mean, for me, I'm. I'm I'm a ones and zeros guy, right? And the fact of the matter is, is that
1: what does that mean, ones and zeros guy?
2: I'm very like it, it doesn't have to be this complicated mystical thing. It's ancient wisdom has been talking about these principles for thousands and thousands and thousands of years. I mean, like a mate of mine who I've known for unknown, Carlita, for about seven or eight years or something like that, and he tried to go at me. I did a post last week about being the author and creator of your life, and he tried to go at me. He goes well, you know. At the end of the day, man makes plans, but God makes plans as well. And then I just hit him back because I love when people try that stuff. I hit him back. Uh, I quoted the Bible at him. he's a Christian, so I quoted the Bible. And then uh, he had to shut up. It was just like, yeah, but this is what the Bible says about that. And then he goes, well, blah, 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 blah. Basically what he was trying to do is it, he didn't like the fact that he was responsible. And I think one uh, thing that of, oh. one thing that we lose sight of is that at no point, there's any ancient text on which most of our more modern organized religions are based on. None of them say, none of them say anything about us not having a stake. And one of the things I had to say to him was, well, if that's the case, then why do you pray and ask for anything? Because if if you don't, if you don't, if you don't have any say in it, then why do you even say anything? Mm. Why do you even get out of bed in the morning? The fact of the matter is, is that this quality that we refer to as, I mean, me and Jess, we call it Gus, God, universe, source, because you can, whatever works for you, whether it's God, the divine, the universe, source, energy, whatever, I'm not scared to use the word God because I think it's just a word, right? You can just, it responds to us. And that response, we, that ex- that response we re- experience based on our beliefs about what we can and can't see. There's literally a part of the brain that functions to filter out the things that we don't believe are possible. And so if I don't believe it's possible for me to have love, it's literally physically the wiring is, is there in my brain to stop me being able to witness and therefore experience a feeling of yeah. love in my life.
1: Yeah. Because it's, it's impossible.
2: Physically, it's physically impossible. Wiring is literally there. If, I'm, if my belief system is that I can't have it, the wiring is there for me not to experience it. And so we have an eternal, qualitative, measurable, like scientifically discovered thing that we call the universe, source, God, energy, whatever, that's there. That responds to our thoughts because it's a reflection of what we put out an all-powerful reflection back into our lives, which we then only experience based on our beliefs about what we can and cannot experience and the way in which we can and cannot experience that thing, which is a, another story again. And so the universe works in my favor if I hold the belief that the universe works in my favor. Yep. And if I hold the belief that it doesn't, then it won't.
1: And I will say, to add to that, I have noticed because I'm a big believer in energy and the universe and anything that I put out into the energy energy field or into the universe is going to come back. I mean, we're getting a bit spiritual here, Mm -hmm. but that is a very big belief of mine. And I I have seen it and witnessed it with my own very eyes. Mm -hmm. My universe, and I can only speak to my experience, Mm -hmm. is that it only responds when I am being clear. (laughs) (laughs) So when I am basically when I am in my overwhelmed stress um, default mode, and that is one of my default modes, mm-hmm. the energy is not going to respond to that. I'm just going to get more stress back, more confusion, and
2: responding to your state of being, your stress.
1: Yeah, but it's not responding to what I really want. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I mean? It's not. It's not even though at the back of my mind, okay, well, this is what I'm trying to create. So that's at the back of my mind. And then all the stress and overwhelm is sat in front of it. Mm-hmm. And then it's not going to start giving me messages of what I truly want because it's just responding to the stress and the overwhelm. So basically it's just a self-fulfilling prophecy, isn't it? Do you
2: want, do you want to know the secret? Yes, please. It doesn't respond to what you want. It responds to how you feel. Oh.
1: Um. <laughs> And I, you know, on a very deep level, I do understand that. (laughs) Which is why meditation and things like that are so vital in today's society to keep us flowing and to keep us clear and to keep us open Mm -hmm. to the things that we ultimately want to create for ourselves. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I mean, it does. And anyone listening at home, like, start thinking about the things that you put out into whatever it is you want to call it, whether it's your universe or your energy field or whatever. but Mm -hmm. start thinking about the things that you are experiencing and how that is then coming back at you. Mm -hmm. Because I had to claim something for myself a few weeks ago. I said, right, this is what I really want. This is what I really want to work towards. Mm -hmm. And once I said it, and I was actually very... um, I was very scared to say. I said it to my husband first. Of all, it's, it's about it's about my work and it's about being, you know, ultimately a voice for women and helping women feel better about themselves and to become, uh, I guess, an expert in the field of women and how how we as women can uh, live in all that we are rather than all that we are not. And we as women live in all that we are not all the time. We are not thin enough. We are not successful enough. We are not funny enough clever enough we're not good enough mother whatever whatever it is that day it's always what we are not and so I want to change the consciousness of how women think in all that we are and make that socially acceptable because it isn't but that's a different story the minute I claimed it this is my point the minute I claimed it for myself and the minute I said it out loud to my husband weird things started happening like weird thing, like I was getting weird, not weird phone calls, but phone calls that would then support that, Mm -hmm. to allow me to do that proper work. Mm -hmm. So that was what I wanted. The excuses, I'm just going back to your one, two, three blueprint here, because I think it's amazing. So once I claimed what I wanted, and then I had to figure out the excuse of what was holding me back. Well, the excuse was, well, who do you think you are? I have a massive gremlin on my shoulder about that. Like, Mm -hmm. people don't want to hear, people don't want to listen to you. You've got nothing to say. You know, that old nasty dialogue. Mm -hmm. Um, So once I knew that that was there, but that's always there. And now I am able to create roadmaps. Mm-hmm. And one of those roadmaps being my podcast, for example. Yeah. Creating this podcast so that I can talk to women and talk and um, talk on behalf of women and hopefully they get value from that. And that was they one will. of the things that I chose to do.
2: Mm. And I mean I've always said you need your own T V show. And I just saw it again. <laughs> I just saw a bit and again of, of your TV show.
1: What's it called? My T V show? Female, <laughs> F- why not? Oh, of course it is. F- yes,
2: yeah, F- I do need Carl Goodman.
1: You'll be, will you be my first guest?
2: I'll be a guest on your show. I'll be honored to be a guest on your TV show.
1: Will you be one of my co-hosts? <laughs> His mouth just dropped to the floor, ladies. <laughs> there you go, we need our own show. But anyway, so I just want to double check that this is the right way I'm doing things, yes?
2: So- I'll give you some more hacks. Do you want a couple more hacks?
1: Yeah, cool.
2: Instead of trying to do stuff, so here's the thing two thirds of the model of reality and creation happens as an inside job. We've heard it from you know years gone by mind, body, soul, energy, m- mindset, and action, um, physical, mental, spiritual, whatever. Two parts of that are internal. So, actually, what happens is, and Jess and I just did a nine week series on this on the radio it's that um, there has to be. A lack of resistance or an alignment between how you feel about what you want, what you believe about what you want, and what your physical environment is set up to receive about what you want. Once those things are in al- three things are in alignment, it shows up. Every thought that we have shows up in our physical reality as long as it's unimpeded going down that line. Every single thought. When things don't show up, it's because there's resistance somewhere along the line. Either you don't necessarily feel it because you're in a state of stress, which is not a conducive space to create from because it creates yeah. static resistance, or you don't believe in it, or you're not prepared to take action or haven't set your environment up to physically receive it. You're not making choices in line with it. You're not having friendships aligned with it. You're not having an environment aligned yeah. with it. The second that you are very clear on what you want, having a clear intention, which I'll give you a hack for in just a second feel aligned with it as in your your feeling field your energy field is aligned with it believe that it's possible and take choices or make actions that are aligned with how you believe that that's possible to happen for you it shows up that's it
1: what if you believe it's possible but then the other part of you believes that it's impossible
2: consciousness can't be in two places at the same time you either believe it or you don't and if there's a thought that says you don't believe it then you don't believe it it's really not that complicated do you see what you tried to do there? You tried to, you tried to create a <laughs> I did. for excuse. You tried to create a home for the excuse. Yeah,
1: I did. I did, and I guess what I'm trying to do is to, if whoever's listening to this, if they're then sort of saying to themselves out loud, well, hold on, what if? Because I, I guess I want you to answer all of those questions. So my, <laughs> so my experience would be, okay, I, I believe that I'm able to do this. I know in my heart that I'm yeah. able to do this. But there is a part of me that is my imposter syndrome mm-hmm. that says, nah, no one wants to hear what you've got to say. Own it. Yeah. Own, it.
2: Own that shadow. Pretending the shadow's not not it's just giving it space to live. Own it. The second that you bring it into the light and challenge it in whichever way works for you. And this is one of those parts. This is one of those areas where you can't bring the cookie cutter because everyone's going to have different spaces that they're in. Everyone's going to have different ways that they need to communicate with that shadow. But bringing that shadow into the light dissipates it. These stories that we tell ourselves are often allowed to breathe just because we don't give them the attention of the light. We give them the attention of, of, of the light of life, right? We breathe life into it, but we don't put a light on it. And the second that we do shine a light on it, we see it for the nonsense that it is. Yes. Yes. People do and love do. you. You have 11, 12, 13,000 people on your Instagram that, f- that have chosen to follow you on Instagram and listen to what you have to say. That's thousands of people. Thousands of people, <laughs> tuning. <laughs> to All <one>. right.
1: <laughs> oh, God. Uh, yes, I know.
2: You have uh, physical evidence in your environment of that being a nonsense story.
1: And this isn't just about me and my, and my nonsense story for so the guys listening. Yes. I I hope that you guys at home or wherever you are in the car, at the gym and listening to this, I hope that you have picked something in your life that you want to create a transformation around, want to create Mm -hmm. change and taking on these incredibly wise words. So what I'm doing is just making it more um, relatable and more bite-sized in terms Mm -hmm. of the consumer, Mm -hmm. the listener, whoever, whoever's listening.
0: The people.
1: Uh, thanks the people the awesome people that are tuned in so so yes so guys if there is something that's cropping that's coming up to mind just just really access and take on board these points because they they're life-changing basically they are life-changing and they stop the excuses and they stop that imposter syndrome or whatever it is you're struggling with whatever that excuse may be i can't afford to do it or i don't have the time to do it or i'm a parent so i can't do it and just know and just create i love that you're saying shine a light on it so make it wrong just accept it Mm -hmm. shine a big fat light and challenge it
2: that's it and and again just like you've been saying we've been saying everybody's going to be in a different place. Everyone's going to be in a different space. Everyone has a different language internally that they need to speak to that thing. Yeah. But speak to it, speak to it in a loving way. One of the things I love is that coherent frequencies always consume incoherent frequencies. Scientifically speaking, whenever you bring an elevated frequency into any situation, it dissipates all of the nonsense. And so just loving that part of yourself, it's like, okay, fear about not people not wanting to hear you i love you and am bringing that energy of love to you but say i love you but i don't choose you i love you but i don't choose you and every time it comes up hold space for it say i love you but i don't choose you and there's more technically yeah things you can get into the present moment you can do the options method and all this other funky stuff but as a starting base you know in terms of what we can share as a nugget for people to walk away from listening to this today just love it for what it is. Accept and love it. And I promise you that that frequency of truly loving and accepting that shadow will dissipate it and create space for you to move forward in a positive direction.
1: Wow, you're so inspiring. It's no wonder i started a podcast. I mean, I'm sorry <laughs> I didn't run for prime minister. After <laughs> you. Do it.
2: Oh my god, do it. Do it. Get into politics, please.
1: I am. Um, I would be so bad at politics. I don't want to be
2: politics because he told the truth. <laughs>
1: Because I don't get it. I just I, I don't understand <laughs> any of it. It doesn't you make any of sense. You get it. <laughs> no, I don't. It's so complicated. And uh, no, that is not my... You're right, because I would tell the truth. No one would like that.
2: <laughs> or everyone would like it. You'd disrupt Thank me.
1: you so much for coming on today. I mean, I know you are a busy, busy man. And I know that anyone listening to this has fallen madly in love with you. So can you please tell everybody how they can... Keep in touch with your work and where to find you.
2: Um, dreamwithdan.com is my website. It's really funky. Most of my stuff is on there, like in terms of how to connect and, and whatnot. But Dreamer CEO on Insta, um, I put lots of announcements on there and hit me up on Facebook. Dan Mangena for me personal Facebook, but don't do that if you're a stalker or my page. <laughs> Daniel Mangena is like my official Facebooky page. I do like formalized stuff and like the Photoshop pictures are there. But like <laughs> the, non, the unfiltered stuff is just on my normal Facebook. And, and um, you've
1: written a book, excuse me. You've yeah, I've a got a
2: couple of books. There's one. Oh, the one. That, oh, yeah. The one that I would really recommend for the listeners who are in a space where they want to start getting clear on what they want to create and connecting with why they're really here and how they can create life around that. It's The Dreamers Manifesto. That's on Amazon. Um, you've got a copy in the post, by the way. Yeah.
1: Oh, have I? Oh, oh, and I ordered your journal. I yes,
2: that's in the post. That. I checked in with Tasneem; she got the uh, she got the order, so that will be in the post. She'll probably pop that in the post today, so you'll get that in the next couple of days.
1: So, just explain what that is, what you've just brought out, because he does. This man does not stop people. <laughs> You've just created what a journal.
2: The Dreamer Journal. So, what the Dreamer Journal does is, um, first and foremost, it gives you like an inspiring space to just journal, which is such a powerful practice. And then it's got uh, it's got it talks about it gives you like a really basic intro to my model, the Beyond Intention Paradigm, and the four steps of that and how they work. And it's got a little diagram and stuff. Then it's got space for you to write your intentions, stuff that you want to create. It's got 365 days of gratitude space to write for things that you're grateful for so you can go at the end of the year you can look at what you've been grateful for every day for a year it's got space to write about um, things that you found that help you get into the present moment and all this other groovy stuff it's got like little um, quotes about being a dreamer and whatnot and it's um it's just um it's a great companion to to living life on your terms and an expanded life that that you really love i
1: can't wait i can't wait to get it i'm going to instagram the hell out of it
2: <laughs> brilliant, brilliant 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 and for those um, for those of your listeners that want to maybe look at creating something new which is really interesting that that's what we wanted to speak about today um my next free five-day challenge starts on the 29th of april and what we're going to be doing for five days is i'm going to take them through the ideal life blueprint the first stage of the ideal life blueprint that's what we're going to do for five days
1: and that is interesting because we hadn't arranged what our topic was. We had not arranged it. I swear to God, we literally got on two minutes before we, I pressed record and we said, right, what are we going to talk about? <laughs> um,
2: <laughs> and guess what I'd intended and created this week? My intention and in creation this week was the optimal content and platform for the five-day challenge coming up on the 29th of April. And then today, this is what you've spoken about. But Thank they, you, Doesn't
1: that just prove your point? how lovely thank you so much i know that other people will be getting in touch with you that have heard this and you are someone that i admire so greatly and i'm so grateful even though we have never met in person that you are in my life
2: i think i think that we probably met like when we were both some kind of other creature though definitely
1: (gasps) oh was i a unicorn (laughs) (laughs)
2: <laughs> I, I, I think we were unicorn friends
1: we were unicorn friends
2: I think we were yeah. unicorn friends <laughs> you are an absolute light Nicole thank you so much for being out there and sharing this bubbly amazingness with the world and giving me the opportunity to bathe in it today, the sparkles
1: Oh, he's saying that because I'm in my daughter's bedroom um, because there's a million people in my house at the moment, this is the only quiet space and she has a very sparkly um, wallpaper which he's looking at and then I told him that it wasn't the wallpaper, it was actually my aura.
2: <laughs> and I believe it. Despite the, the, the stories to the contrary, I believe it was the aura that I'm in full <sighs> belief
1: in You have a wonderful day. Thank you. And um, keep inspiring and working your magic that, so that people can actually go and live the life they wanna live.
2: Thank you, thank you. And um, have a wonderful afternoon and evening because it's what, three o'clock for you now?
1: It's 3.01, yes, yeah, in London. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Three o'clock. Have an amazing evening and don't kill any of the people. Remember, reality is wrapping around how you feel.
1: Oh, what a takeaway. Reality is wrapping around how you feel. I'm going to take that. I'm going to write that down.
2: (laughs) You are writing it. I can see.
1: I am. I am writing it. (laughs) it. Thank
2: Thank you.
0: Let's give it up for Dan, shall we? The first man to enter into femaleing. Not only is he brave, he was absolutely fantabulous, as I promised you he would be. And thank you for always bringing your time here at Femaling. If you like what you hear, please subscribe and write a review and please, please share it so that I can bring femaling to you week after week after week. Have a fabulous week, ladies.